0: Welcome to Thrive Deeper, the show based on the Thrive Bible reading guides. This is an ongoing conversation about God's Word with Thrive author, Dr. Matthew Jacoby. Okay, short sure, gentlemen,
1: from that so. Okay. So, uh, listeners, here we are with uh, Thrive, Thrive Deeper 137 with... Uh, oh, uh, 137, Seven One Hundred and Thirty 137. 137. Man, can you 137
0: I wonder how many hours uh, that would be... Yeah, uh, you know, because some of them have been over an hour, so that's like, man, that's, that's right. a lot of hours. That's right.
1: It, w- it should have only really been about yeah. seventy hours, but it's ended up being about one hundred and sixty hours. I, I see,
0: Stu. You're, <laughs> I, I like the difference between uh, your uh, old-fashioned paper Bible there, yeah, and my iPad. Yeah, I, I noticed uh, that too. But I'm the, the, the I'm the iPad actually for all of my reading because I can add notes, I can cut and paste, I can. It's yep. great. I love yep, my. I think it's more of a digital version
1: pay grade actually. I can only afford the paper <laughs> version and you've got the technology. Hey, they're not cheap. No, uh, that's they're... true. In fact, they're getting more expensive than the digital version. Yeah, but anyway. anyway yeah, so that's right. we're uh, we're gonna try to move through the last part of the last yep. uh, Thrive booklet because we know we're into the new one now as we're into February. But yeah, so we're, we're
0: looking at Solomon really, yeah, aren't we? Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna look at that largely in the book of Kings, but yeah, but you know, also we're referencing to, to Chronicles, and I yep. think just one of the things I discovered on as I was researching this, is these are written at quite different times yeah, that's to right. different yeah. people in different contexts. A yeah. bit like the Gospels where yeah, it's right. the same story, but they're dealing with a different yeah. issue and speaking that's in right. a different way. And that's so right. King's Kings was written during the exile and is really yeah. kind of looking at what went wrong and how did we yeah. end up here. That's uh, right. Whereas Chronicles was written after the return from the exile. Yeah, that's right. And they're going, How do we make sure we don't get here yeah. again? kind of thing. Yeah, and know? it's
0: amazing actually to see how those differences of perspective actually um, uh, reflect on what gets chosen yes. uh, to put, you know, and, and what gets expanded on. Mm. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, they're not just making it up at the time. Let's just add little bits here and oh, embellish right. the story. They've actually, they're actually working from uh, official records that were written at the time. Mm. And in fact, they they're footnoting in their own way. You know, you have comments like, and the other events of the reign of such and such are recorded in, and then they actually mention the records. Oh, that's right, and that happens uh, throughout. Um, Kings uh, and Chronicles. So, um, you know, uh, the interesting thing about Chronicles, and we'll focus on Kings today with as mm. we look at Solomon, but uh, Chronicles gives us a lot m- more, expands a lot on the temple building yes. stuff.
1: It's written from a priestly perspective right. rather than from a sort of a political perspective. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because,
0: of course, uh, the big issue in the post-exilic period, when they come back, mm. is the rebuilding of the temple and that's the right. re-establishment of the temple services. And so, uh, you know, so that's going to be a, a big deal in, in Chronicles. You know, whereas in Kings, again, as you said, the, uh, the emphasis is on... Where did we go wrong yeah. here? Where did we go wrong? Now it's interesting. Uh, just big picture, I think um, about the life of Solomon as we as we reflect uh, on the life of Solomon. Uh, there's th- there's this interesting thing that happens uh, in 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 the Bible with the connection between the one and the many. So you have the representative sort of head of the nation or, or representative kind of prophetic people that. In a way, embody or symbolise the people as a whole. So, for example, we see this, uh, I think, in the Book of Judges in in Samson. Right. You know the story of Samson. Famous. Yes. Let's just take the story of Samson and Delilah. You know the story of. How uh, you know Delilah keeps duping Samson into giving away a secret, and 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 he he lies the first few times just to see what she'll do if he gives her the secret of his strength. Yes, and of course she betrays him. Yes, and then he lies to her again. She betrays him again. She lies to him again. He betrays him again. And then he, and and then he finally tells you the t- tells the truth. And you think, what is going? Yeah, why well, would you, you know, do that? Why would you do that? Mm. And, and 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 this is my point. Uh, the the kind of question about why. What a strange story, mm. and why? You know, why is that recorded there? Well, of course, this is exactly Israel. This is this is what Israel are doing. They're being drawn again and again and again, absolutely duped, yes, into um, into the idolatry of the nations, yes, um, which is sort of represented by this relationship between Samson and Delilah, and. Uh, and being oppressed again and again, mm, mm. Uh, and so so you have this um, this sense in which Samson is a kind of prophetic symbol of the nation as a whole. Yes. Well, it's exactly the same with Solomon in in, in a sense here. Yes. Um, and, and if you look at the uh, at the way that Solomon's life is presented, particularly in in, in the book of Kings, uh, you know. At the start, Solomon is this wise, you know, his rule is established, he's this this wise man who's given this wisdom, you know, yes. wisdom and discernment. And of course, you know, to Israel was given the revelation of God, the That's wisdom right. of God was yeah. given to Israel. Uh, they were enriched and blessed by God, and yet they fall into idolatry, mm. they, they, you know, they follow... The, the ways of the nations around them,
1: and they, they gradually fall away. And it's little bit by little bit. It's not like there's one big thing. Yeah, that's thing. right. Yeah. It's, it's like gradually, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's right. They're being duped, as you exactly. said. Exactly. You know. And that's what,
0: you know, that's what, in a sense, the, the life of Solomon is a kind of a nutshell answer to the question mm. posed by mm. the exiles. Mm. How did we get here? Well, Solomon's life is, is a... Is is a kind of um, picture yes. of the trajectory of Israel that we that we'll read about through the Book of Kings. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so I think I think that kind of big picture stuff it um, it highlights uh, um, it highlights something about the text that there's more like these stories are chosen to portray something. This isn't just history. It's actually right. prophecy. It's to do something. Yeah. Exactly. So, so they're quoting, they're, you know, they're drawing from historical, official historical records. Mm. But uh, the the way that this is put together is put together by, uh, you know, prophetic groups, uh, prophetic or priestly groups. Mm. In this case, in the case of the Book of Kings, in the exile, to carry a prophetic message. That's right. And, uh, and, and I think that's, you know, it's important to recognise that aspect. That's why, you know, we, that they see, they recognise in Solomon a kind of prophetic message, a prophetic warning for the nation. Yes. So, you know, I think that's a that's that's an no, important it's good. sort of big big picture Absolutely. thing. Now, uh, Stu, um, you had some concerns uh, at at one stage stage about about Shimei. Let's talk about Shimei.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't want to go there cuz I thought that's, no, no, that's right. a distraction. No, that's right. It's not but. No,
0: it's not getting us off it, because uh it actually um it actually leads into some important points about the transition between David and Solomon. Mm. Uh because of course uh and this is fairly customary uh for one king to pass on responsibilities yes uh to the, to the next king. So 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 the you know the king who's uh, coming uh, onto the throne is, mm. in a sense, inheriting the responsibilities of the former king,
1: which includes the justice of the former which, king. Yeah,
0: and and this is a, particularly for you know God's sort of vision of kingship. Mm. Uh, you know, the king is very much the one responsible for maintaining justice. Yeah. That is actually, you know, keeping the na- th- there are two main roles: keeping the nation on track mm. in uh, with God. So, it's sort of the guardian of, of the faithfulness of the nation. Now, of course, the priests uh, were responsible for the teaching. and But, you know, the king was to ensure that that was always central. Yeah. Um, secondly, the king was to ensure justice. Yes. You know, and, and so a lot of... Uh, a lot of this section in chapter two, mm. which talks about David's charge to Solomon, is about tying up loose ends. It's, yeah. it's sort of you know because he's going through like for example with with Joab, you know, yes. uh, who was the commander uh, of the army. Now Joab committed two murders, yep. he, two killings that were quite personal. Yes, they were. Uh, that that were vengeance, really, really vengeance. Yeah, uh, David at the time.
1: Joab's an interesting guy. Well, had, actually. David had to let it go, really, because Joab was the guy that David yeah. got. So how is he going to call this guy out? Yeah, when exactly. He's the guy who asked him to murder.
0: Yeah, know? yeah. So, so, so he's quite, you know, in some ways, you know, David kind of needed Joab in in a sense, um, mm. but he he left those crimes, those blood crimes, mm. undealt, undealt with. with, and that's yeah. a problem. That's that's a that's an important loose end, mm. actually. Mm. And see, this isn't about David, you know, getting like this isn't personal. Yeah, that's right. That's what we've got to recognize about this. We've it's not it's him in
1: his role as king and trying to set an example for future generations. That's Don't right. Leave loose ends, or you're, yeah. they're going to come back and yeah. potentially. That's write right. And and we you know we might think, particularly from a Christian point of
0: view, we might think, ah, oh, he should have forgiven them and let yeah, them yeah, off, and yeah. you know, but but no no, this is actual civil justice yes. here, yeah. you know. Uh, so, it's a good judge just doesn't let everyone off. Yeah. Who, you know, because there are families involved here mm, mm, that are still alive, the mm. families of uh, of the men that he, he killed. Hated. Yeah. That's right. and, and they're like, what?
1: What's? Yeah, that's right. How, you know. And it becomes a model to others who then go, well, if that's okay for the king, yeah, and then. Exactly. You know, or for Joab, it's probably yeah. okay for us. So let's let's look about Shimei before yeah. we move off to that. Because Shimei was the guy yeah, that kind right. of cursed David when he was that's right. heading back out. That's and, right. So, uh, so
0: David uh, is fleeing from Jerusalem, right. from Absalom. Shimei eyes walking along the ridge of a hill, mm-hmm. and he's he's cursing David and throwing stones, uh, at him and he's and throwing stones yeah, uh, at him. Now, this is a problem. Again, this is a capital crime, according mm. to uh, Exodus. I think uh, Exodus twenty-two um, says, "Do not curse, do not blaspheme God, or curse the leader of your people." Yeah. So, um,
1: but I guess at this time, Shimmy, I didn't think he was the leader anymore because. As far as he was concerned, yeah. Absalom was. So that yeah. may not have entered Shimei's mind. Yeah. So Shimei's got a
0: political thing because yes. he's a Saul, he, he's part of Saul's yes. group, really. And so there's something here for uh, for Shimei as well. It wasn't, you know, he wasn't just in a prophetic role. Yeah. No. No, he just hated David yeah, and he was right. always on Saul, you know. <laughs> so he's part of this, you know, he's part of a. Um, A sort of subversive group, it seems. Okay. Now, at the time, David says quite ambiguously, uh, uh, I may may say that you know he's he's not gonna he's gonna let uh, Shimiye live, but he but he puts that in a kind of.
1: uh, this is probably God's will that I get cursed yeah, by yeah that's right kind yeah. Of thing and, yeah you
0: know uh, but still this is a you know this is an issue um, there's probably two issues here with with and this is part of the loose end mm. th- there's a capital crime mm-hmm. uh, here in some ways you might say that th- there's a there's a, a spiritual aspect to this in the sense that those who curse you yes, you know um, that's right Genesis chapter 12 those who curse you I will okay. curse yeah um, so, you know, Shimei didn't just insult David. This is not just an honor thats right, honor killing. Mm. Uh, he actually cursed He cursed David. Yeah, uh, And that's a big deal. That's mm. a very big deal uh, mm. at this time. And as I said, it's a capital crime. So that's a significant loose end. Now, it's interesting when uh, Solomon goes to deal with this, he actually doesn't just go out no, that's right. and dispense with Shimei. He actually says, okay, you're going to stay in the city and... And and but if you leave the city, then you're gonna get. Then you'll, you'll know, die on that yeah, day. Basically, then you yeah. will die on that day. Mm. Now, uh, this is because Shimei, I remember, is part of an anti David, anti Davidic dynasty, mm. subversive group. Right? So he's trying That's, to keep them contained. Yeah. Yep. So he's trying to keep them contained. Like mm-hmm. you need you need to. So so he's preventing him from going and essentially conspiring with with other Others. Benjamites yep. in in these other territories. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, you know anyway so
1: that's how shimei dies because of course he crosses that line yeah so just um, coming back to the, yeah. the the issue for that because we you know we probably know what we're talking about but yeah. at the time um david promised he wouldn't kill shimei yeah. wouldn't take his life and then on essentially on his deathbed he kind of says to solomon hey i didn't take care of this guy but hey you you go take care of him for yeah me, that's right kind of because so, you know david says that he wouldn't that's right uh,
0: yeah, exactly. but that
1: didn't mean that you know,
0: <laughs> I, no I, I know it's asking. a bit of a loophole there and and it's interesting that there, there are there are mixed this kind of does get mixed reviews yeah, in uh, right. in the okay. commentaries yeah um, uh, I think. Uh, and because we don't have to say that David did everything right either. No,
1: that's exactly right. You know, but even one of the things David didn't do right was all these little loose these little yeah, that's poor right. decisions yeah. along the way, yeah. you know, where he didn't, you know, deal with justice pro- appropriately yeah. and that's it came right. back yeah. to ca- and So it's like at this point he's saying, I've got to set this up for the yeah. next generation. Yeah. They need to know it's not acceptable. That's the right. minute we compromise in one place, we risk
0: Yeah, that's right. Everything. So um so David is trying to, you know, is advising mm uh, Solomon, here are the things that are going to probably cause you problems. Like, I mean, the thing with say Joab, uh, the reason why he needs to be dealt with too, is that he's quite a divisive figure. Yeah, You know, he, he's a, he's a guy that gets hot under the collar and, and, and he's, you know, he's saying that this guy's going to cause you problems, particularly because he's gotten away with some serious stuff. Yes. And he's going to think, uh, you know, he's, he's a very powerful guy. I mean, yeah. he's ahead of the Very military. influential. Exactly yeah. Very right. influential. Mm. And, and I think David senses, he's going to, he's going to cause you problems and, uh, and i is going to cause you problems. And, and so, so yeah, this is the, good. these are the loose ends. So. Yeah, no, it's good to deal um, with. Good. Thanks for humoring me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, the, the, the wisdom you know the, I mean it starts with Solomon's wisdom I've talked yes. about you know the 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 importance of that and I think that sets a kind of agenda too for uh, for biblical rulers it's not um, the and and what's depicted here isn't a kind of a Machiavellian nous you know uh, it's it's not just about being politically shrewd what's although that, yeah, yeah. Um, you know there's a real sense of kind of godly wisdom here mm. although. Mm. The two get mixed in here a bit, Mm. you know, uh, uh, in his uh, burgeoning ambition – which is a which is a issue becomes mm. an issue for mm. Solomon. Mm. You know, he gets a taste of power, yes. power, and then it goes to his head, and he and he and and, and th- then the wisdom probably does turn into a slightly more that's right. It's uh, you know purpose. political, yeah, uh, right. you know, manoeuvring thing, which actually doesn't work out so well. No. Actually, in the end, it's a bit of a disaster, and we'll mm. and, and we'll talk about that. Um, but yes, but we have uh, you know we have Solomon given this this gift of wisdom and and discernment, mm. and. Um, and and that's a real godly thing that's connected with godliness. This uh, yeah. this this wisdom. Um, uh, I want to we'll, we'll, we'll talk about uh, Solomon in big ch- chunks. I think, Stu, yeah. uh, rather than go through the details. No, that's good. Uh, of well, the the, story. B- the
1: first sort of demonstration, I guess, of this godly wisdom was with the two mothers and the baby. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's know, right. That's
0: a that famous story stories, about story that, uh, yeah.
1: And and this is
0: this is not only about. That's not only about wisdom. That's about showing that Solomon is a man who's prepared to do justice. Yes, yeah. Uh, that's Absolutely. an important. Yep. Uh, that's an important thing there. So, um, uh, so the first big project, of course, uh, is the building of the temple. Yes. Now uh, Solomon does uh, does a couple of things. He um, he builds the temple, but he he also, um, and I'm going to go back to. Uh, just the beginning of chapter three. Yeah, uh, there is just an important detail there. He he marries Pharaoh's daughter. Yes, um, and, and this is the reason why this is connected with the building thing is because he builds her a palace. In fact, the whole palace complexes, mm. of course, uh, Chronicles very much remembers David for the for the temple building. Yes, um, which is you know which is a wonderful thing that he did, but he actually spends twice as much time just That's about right. uh building the palace complexes now part Sitting of this in, is him. yeah part of this is warranted because you know you've got I mean there's just so much needed for mm. for, for the administration but you know he's building a palace for yes. Pharaoh's daughter yes. uh, and and this um y- you know so, so so this like that palace for Pharaoh's daughter is part of a um kind of a hold I guess that that pharaoh yeah. like, has on it's, Solomon. It's like it's, a
1: political alliance. Yeah, with, it's
0: an yeah. alliance, but it comes with some serious strings attached. Yeah.
1: Well, the pharaohs never gave their daughters away to foreign kings. No, no, not not normally. So this yeah. is, I mean, this initially is this is
0: a a statement about Solomon's status. Yes. Uh, that he, man, he marries. Like he's the equal mm. of, of the pharaohs. Pharaoh. And that's a big deal in mm. the ancient world. These guys mm. were, uh, were really big time. Now, um... Things are gonna. The relationship with the relationship with this pharaoh was good. The next one, it's going to really deteriorate. Um, But uh, but this is where you know you get this problematic thing here. Now, interestingly, uh, David um, delays in building the temple partly because he's he's uh, doing a lot of you know he's building a palace as well, Solomon. Uh, sorry, Solomon yep. delays. Uh, That's right. Solomon delays the work. A- and you sense you, you get this because um, uh, it says in chapter 3, verse 2, the people, however, were still sacrificing mm. at the high places yes. because the temple had not yet been built f- uh, for the name of the Lord. Mm. Um, this is the first uh, sort of indication that you get in the reign of Solomon of some problems here. And I think it's most probably connected with the alliance with with yeah, right. Pharaoh, yeah. and the marrying of Pharaoh's daughter, which we then find out that he builds a palace for her. Yes. So he's preparing this palace for the daughter of Pharaoh and he's securing this alliance and that actually delays things uh for the you temple. Know, yeah, yeah. For exactly. for the temple. Mm-hmm. Um and all the while the people are going up to these high places, uh, which were traditional in you know, in that part of the world. Uh, you know the top of mountains were seen as in some ways overlapping with the heavenly realm yeah and so all of the very traditional uh cultic centers for Canaanite religions were at those places they right. th- that's where you go to connect with the gods yes. and so they the people may have gone up there maybe to offer sacrifices to to yahweh the god of Israel maybe but yeah, you know, exactly. there's a lot of syncretism going on there, mm. and so this this is a bit of a problem. So already there we sense, okay, there are some problems. The people are already kind of going uh, astray, mm. and uh, even um, even um, Solomon, of course, yes, uh, participates in yeah, that. So this right. is the first indication that we
1: get, and again, really to appease his wife. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's you know, right. To keep the she, peace in the sense.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Because she's uh, she's a worshiper of these pagan that's gods right. and, and mm. so forth. Um, so, but he does, you know, he, he does build the temple and, um, uh, and this is given a lot of, uh, as I said, a lot more emphasis in, in Chronicles. Um, but we have this, um, uh, this very significant moment where the glory of the Lord fills the yes. temple. So mm-hmm. the temple takes the place of the tabernacle in that sense. The, yep. Um, it is the, uh, it's a kind of a, it's, it's a kind of a portal between heaven heaven and and earth earth. in a sense, you know. And it's interesting that it's, you know, in the ancient world, um, temples were seen to be the home of gods. That's where the gods lived. Now, it's not quite the same uh, because, as Solomon says, you know, the heavens, the highest heavens cannot contain you, how much much less this temple that I've built, as Solomon says that in his prayer. Mm. Um, But it's said of the temple that, it it is built for the name right. of the Lord. Right. It's a really interesting yeah, statement, yeah. actually, that it's yeah. built for the name of the. Lord. What does that mean? That it that it contains the name of the Lord. Mm. Well, the name uh, means this is who God has had promised to be for His people. This is uh, you know, in the name of God is is in a sense uh, all of the promises. Yeah, uh, the revealed. God the God who says I will be this for you right um, and so so it's a it's a kind of a a symbolic uh, it, it symbolizes who God had promised to, to be, be and what he had promised like to, to do, do. Yep. and of course we've got all the sacrifices yes. yep. that absolutely showed symbolically hmm. uh, which, which is what's different to other Temples, which yeah. were just like houses of the of pagan gods. Yeah, right. There is there's a symbolism, very intr- mm. you know, very complex symbolism associated with the temple, brought over actually, you know, of course from the tabernacle. from the tabernacle. Yeah, uh, that symbolizes exactly exactly what God had done, is doing, and will okay. do uh, for His people. So it's in that sense that God's name is there because. The promises and the purposes of God are being enacted mm. every single day. It's God's reputation. That's right. Exactly. And so, uh, so, so you know, Solomon's uh, builds the temple and, and the promise of God is if my, you know, it, that God will answer the prayers prayed towards, towards this place, t- interestingly. Yeah. Not that the temple is a sort of a magic, yeah, something no, that's magic right. or it's a... a uh, charm. Good yeah, luck charm. Yeah, it's not a good luck charm. No. Um, the... The significance of praying towards that place is that you are, it's an expression of faith. Yeah. You're praying in faith in everything that that symbolized. Mm. Um, in the sacrifice, ultimately, of course, that symbolized Christ. Mm, that's right. So it's, in a sense, praying toward the temple is mm. what we would say
1: in Jesus' in name. Jesus name. Yeah. And Jesus called himself the temple, you know, tear down this temple. And I yeah, that's right. It exactly. You know, so.
0: so, So they are... You know, it's it's in that sense that it, it contains yeah. the name of the Lord. Yep. And then it's interesting because God makes these promises, and then and then uh, Solomon prays. Yes. You know, when it, you, you always have this pattern, you know, God makes a promise, and then and then the key figure prays that back. You know, it's almost yes. like an agreement. Lord, yes. would you do what you have said? Yes. Really important. It's not just going to be automatic.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. And it speaks to us today about the importance of prayer, because we can kind of think, well, if God already knows what needs to happen here, why do I need to pray about that? Yeah, that's right. Why is prayer important? And, you know, and 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 in this case, because, Hmm. you
0: know, Solomon is responsible here, so do you want God to do something? I yes. mean, God's not just going to undercut your authority. Yes. He put Solomon in charge in the same way as, as we are yep. uh, authorized, given authority in Christ to mm. um, influence our environment. God is saying, well, do you want me to do something? Mm. He, we, you know, I, I, I promise you that I will, but it's through prayer that we yes. draw down on those yeah. uh, on those promises. That's great. So you see that, in a, you know, we see Solomon, and again, importantly, um, a demonstrating biblical prayer, you know, which is very much based on the promises of of God, God. again, which is very, it's a real contrast to, um, you know, the kind of prayers that people prayed. Uh, There's there's no sense of Mm. uh, assurance or, Mm. uh, you know, and again, it's this idea of praying towards the the Mm. temple with this sense of basis for that.
1: And as you say, the promises of God are for the purposes of God. So essentially you're praying back what God has promised. Exactly. Yeah,
0: that's right. Um. So, uh, of course, Solomon uh, is enormously successful uh, mm. as a king. hes I mean, and this is David's conquests, of course. He's, he inherits David's conquests. Mm. Solomon doesn't have to ever go to war, interestingly. He's no. really the only That's king right. that
1: doesn't have to. It was an era of peace and yeah, prosperity, this a, really.
0: Really a golden age mm. in many ways, the reign of Solomon. Golden age in in, in many senses Um he establishes a sort of a genre of wisdom writing. Um, yep. This would have been an important cultural age, as the services of the temple and the mm. musical guilds all really Tats, take their yep. mature shape yep. during, you um, know, the arts in the time of Solomon. Mm. Uh, it's a it's a time of enormous um, political um, uh, influence. So uh, Solomon rules over. Like in in huge territory,
1: yeah, and lots of kings from other countries are coming to him that's and right. seeking his advice that's right. and his wisdom.
0: So the the visit of the Queen of Sheba, Sheba. Yep. Um, is—it's not just a nice story; it's an indication of the of influence. the influence, mm. and that's important because remember, we, this is not just a political history. Yeah, that's right. This is uh, the, the way that the Bible works: is God said, and it was. Mm. We we you know God had made certain promises about His people. And we see that being fulfilled in the reign of Solomon. So, God gifts Solomon, yes. and therefore, the all you know that the peoples from distant nations come to yeah. seek that wisdom. Yeah, that's a really important idea. Yeah, that's right. It's it's a it's a fulfilment of and all the na- you know Genesis twelve three mm-hmm. promise to Abraham. Yeah, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through, through you. you. Yeah, so. Uh, and and you know we have these promises in uh, Isaiah, for example, of the you know Israel being a light to the nations. That's yes. another expression, yep. uh, pictorial expression of that promise to Abraham, being a light to the nations. So here we see the fulfilment of that mm. as Solomon is established, the Queen of Sheba from this, and that's kind of. That's about as far away as they knew. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. <laughs> in that time, yeah. So you know, so the Queen of Sheba comes and, and visits and says, "Look, not even the half has
1: been told, uh, told to me." And yeah, um, it's probably and brings huge gifts, yeah. and you know, which clearly speaks yeah. of his status in terms of you yeah. know, how he's viewed by yeah. them, even with only hearing, as you say, half of what yeah. was what she saw when she came and yeah, heard that's from right. Solomon. So significant.
0: S- yeah, you know. so very significant moment uh, in the story. That's like I think that the visit of the Queen of Sheba is like this pinnacle point. Yes.
1: Kind of goes downhill from yeah. there,
0: doesn't it? Well, yeah, it does. And, and, and it's interesting because there are a lot of things um, going on here, even around that, that we're, we're given hints that this is kind of problematic. Yeah, Like this is going well, but it's never, it's, it's mixed. Mm. Um, for example, Solomon is amassing horses and yeah. chariots. Yeah. And the charter of kings in Deuteronomy 17 says it, he should not yeah. get and many horses and, and yeah. wives. That's and, right. And know, he should not worshiping other gods. He should and, not yeah. amass silver and gold. We yeah. see that. I mean, even though God is blessing. God blesses him. Yes. Yet Solomon is positively doing things to increase his I mean he, this is going to be a big focus. He's for him.
1: he's hoarding in, in in some ways he's, he's just hoarding. trying to build his his reputation by how much of everything right. he's got. That's right. We'll get
0: to the wives yeah, in a moment, yeah, but sure. the the hoarding of gold is is mm. is problematic because um, to do this uh, he he has to enter into alliances, trade alliances yeah. with with foreign nations. Yeah. That in a in its in one sense, okay, that's innocent enough, but this is going to cost. Yeah, this is going to cost. So, um, he uh he enters into a, an alliance with the Phoenicians, um, yeah. who were just to the north, they're on the sort of northern coast, uh, present day Lebanon. Mm. Uh, and they're a shipping people. So, in a sense, what we see here is Solomon controls the land trade, yeah, whereas they control the sea, sea trade. trade. So, between I mean, it's a smart move, yes. Because between you know that alliance basically uh, form, you then have a monopoly yeah. of trade yeah, in the right. region, yeah. sea trade, and so the the Phoenicians are operating out of uh, Tyre and Sidon, the ports up to mm. the north, mm. but they're also uh, operating down south in the Gulf of Aqaba, mm. um, which is the other finger of the Red Sea, if you can imagine, yep. if you can. Yep. And and Solomon, actually, we know now Solomon has, um, has. Uh, very rich copper mines yes. down there yeah. that is operating, and uh, and and, uh, and so the, this is being shipped all over the place. Now this alliance with the uh, Phoenicians becomes problematic mm-hmm. in the future mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because how do you seal alliances? You seal that through marriage. Okay, yeah. now let's go. You know, just anticipating going forward a little bit. Um, Israel becomes quite dependent then on this alliance with the Phoenicians. Yep, uh, this is a this is a relationship that becomes really problematic during uh, Ahab's time, because of course Ahab, to keep this alliance, marries a Phoenician princess, Yes. and her name is Jezebel. Jezebel, that's exactly. Uh, and and the story of Jezebel and Ahab is famous. Yep. She famously. Yep. Uh, you know, is the one that persecutes the prophet and is mm. chasing after mm. Elijah. She's this sort of almost demonic kind mm. of figure. Mm. This all starts from yeah, yeah, Solomon back then. Yeah. Uh, trying to, you know, uh, trying to increase his wealth and and, and influence,
1: and essentially you know? taking things into his own hands. That's right again. You yeah, know?
0: which he, I mean, God promised that He would make him prosperous. Yes, but he's doing things here. Um, you know, he so for example, he um, he gets a lot of gold from the king of Tyre from uh, Hiram. Mm. It's interesting, actually, also that the king of Tyre in uh, Isaiah is characterised as a uh, as a kind of a almost a type of Satan himself. Right? You know the uh, the fame those famous passages um, uh, about I think it's Isaiah uh, in uh, in Isaiah about. Uh, the fall of Satan from heaven and right. that it's all, it's actually about the King of Tyre. Right. So it's speaking about the King of Tyre who is characterized in accordance with the sort of story of the fall of Satan from heaven and so forth. And yeah. so um, anyway, it's interesting given, given the foothold that Tyre is going to have in the kingdom uh, of, 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 of it, Israel at the, you know, at yeah, this point, that, yeah. it, just an interesting point there. So, um so the, now the other, um, the other thing that, of course, uh, the other problem with this wealth creating machine. Oh, actually, I was just going to say, um, because he gets a whole lot of gold from Hiram, he has to mm. sell ten cities cities it? to him.
1: That's right in North Galilee, or yeah,
0: this yeah. is ten cities mm. in, of of the Promised Land. Mm. He actually has to, uh, and and I mean, Hiram isn't even. Uh, too he's impressed with to prep, that, yeah. I mean, so you see things deteriorating there yeah, yeah. because Solomon's not quite keeping up. Yes, with right. expenses at this point. Yeah. So he's it's having to tax the people. Yeah, he's right. having to overwork the people. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, that's going to cause problems. The overworking of the people because yeah. you, you, we're going to get a, revela- a, a, a revolution, revolution really under right. under Jeroboam, who's the who's the leader of the the mm. workforces there. But one and but let's talk about the many foreign wives thing. Yes. Uh one of the other things that we read in Deuteronomy seventeen in the Charter for Kings is that he should not have many wives. wives. Yes. Um,
1: and shouldn't uh, marry wives from other yeah. nations because they will draw him away. That's right. Adulthood. So yep. uh seven hundred? Yeah. it seems like I a think lot that to me. classes as
0: many. I think we safely can say <laughs> that classes right. as many. And and uh and, and I think that's a kind of round figure. Yes. Uh because it's saying something. This is like... A lot. Because, you know, what seven said. has that sense of fullness mm. or completion. Like, yeah. this is the fullness of his stupidity, <laughs> in a sense, of his disobedience. Yes. Now, each of those... What this was... I mean, it, you know, this is uh, uh, Solomon letting his, you know, desire go uh, uncontrolled. Certainly, that's happening. So, that's part of this. But uh, it's also political It's political, of course, yeah, because yeah. all of these wives... Uh, Represents some trade alliance somewhere, right. or some yeah, exactly. relationship
1: that needs to be protected. And
0: exactly. So this is part of his ambition. So to have a large, uh, a large uh, harem of wives in the ancient world is a sign of political influence. Yeah. If you've got many, many wives, uh, that shows. Particularly, you know, uh, drawn from nobility. That's this right. is probably the difference between wives and concubines. I mean, the yeah. wives. Uh, Yes. were represented those political and trade alliances yeah. um so so this is part of his compromise i mean he's building he's building his it's like it's the classic thing of god promises you something and yep. then you do it your own way so yep. i mean this is genesis you know man is created in god's image in his likeness yes. but then satan tempts uh adam Here's and a eve better way. yeah uh do this and mm. you will be like god yeah, so right. it's like But hang on, but they were already created in God's likeness, but no, they're going to do it their own way. And so Mm. you see something promised to Solomon, Mm. uh, and yet he's going to attain it his own
1: way. Mm. Um, And also just the fact that he got such wealth became... A distraction in itself. I mean, it's where we get complacent, and yeah, you know, that's right. It's like I don't need God anymore. In a sense, so yeah. I can do this. Yeah. Know. So it's not. So the problem isn't the
0: wealth that's as right. such. It's 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 that because that, of course, was promised. But yes, uh, it it was the way that he went about that. Now remember, this is you and it know, became obsessive for him. Yeah, and remember, this is this is a st- prophetic story talking to the mm. exiles. Mm. This is how things go wrong. Mm. I said I would give you can trust me for this. Yes. I said I would bless you, right? Yes. Don't make compromises going after blessing. Yes. Uh, in you know in your own way. Mm. Trust me for this. Mm. And of course w- when you look at the history of um, of Israel and Judah that follows after this. Uh that's pretty much the story of their demise. They yeah, well, do things in their own way. Exactly. Well, even yeah.
1: leading up to it, as we talked in the last last episode, we talked about the ark. You know, needed to be carried yeah. in a particular way, and it wasn't. You know, yeah, again, that's right. these little compromises that yeah. that cost a lot. Yeah, that's right.
0: So, you know, so we see this in the in the latter uh, stage of Solomon's rule. Uh, you know, we, we we have you know different people um, rebelling against him. Mm. He ruled for about 40 years, I think, wasn't it? In, in total, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, we have these Haydad uh, um, uh, hey and mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, rebels uh, against uh, against him. Uh, then we have this other guy. Uh, just His name has gone out of my um, resin. resin. Uh, sorry, I just, just lost his name there. Um, so... They are. They've got gripes from mm-hmm. the time of David. Yep. Um, and it's almost you get this sense that God is holding that back. But as things go wrong and as Solomon is weakening, yeah, they're getting more courage emboldened. Um, exactly. Uh, hey, Dad, the Edomite, because Edom is down towards Egypt. Uh, he initially fled to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh uh, is actually giving him shelter. Right. Uh, this is the next Pharaoh, so this is not the Pharaoh uh, that,
1: uh, who, who was David's yeah, father-in-law, David's father-in-law. That's right. Yep.
0: This is uh, this is the the Pharaoh after that now, mm. and things are really deteriorating here. This is a Pharaoh that's becoming more powerful now, yeah. and and he's. It's interesting because he's now backing these guys yeah, right. against Solomon. Yes, I think he sees Solomon's the things are crumbling. Yeah, so I'm going to back Haydad, uh now, and so that's a sign of Solomon's demise. Of course, yeah. Solomon's furiously trying to prop things up. Prop things up, mm. and again, overworking his workforce. Head of the workforce is mm. Jeroboam, mm. Uh, and and you get this moment where through um, the prophet. Um, uh, Prophet Ahijah yeah. goes to Jeroboam saying, I'm, I'm tearing this uh, 10 tribes yep. uh, away from Solomon yep. and I'm going to give them to you. Yes, So a divided heart in Solomon leads to a divided kingdom. Yes. Uh, we get this, and, and it doesn't happen, this rebellion doesn't happen in Solomon's lifetime, but it does happen in the lifetime of his son Rehoboam. And it's actually Pharaoh, this Pharaoh actually attacks uh, yes. Israel during uh, Reh- Rehoboam's uh, reign. Mm. But uh, but in the next generation, uh, Jeroboam is going to lead this rebellion and it's going to create two kingdoms, kingdoms. a divided kingdom, mm. the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, that becomes, that, that's sort of uh, the story moving yeah. on from there. Yeah. So it's a great tragedy uh, because, of course, David is is the one who is you know unites the tribes, uh, and he unites the tribes around the central. You know, since you know, around the worship way. of Yahweh, that's that's, right. that's what unites them. Mm. But the moment things turn away from that, the moment they stray, away, the moment they become like other nations, what do you get? Fragmentation. Yeah, and that, in a sense, the prophetic message here—it's like Babel all over again. Yes, right. You start. Okay, you you want to Solomon? You want to be a temple builder or a tower builder? Yes, right. Because when you build the temple, you unite the yeah. people yeah. when you build a tower you divide y- you divide yeah. just like happened uh, in Genesis 11 at the tower mm. of babel when they built this tower yep. and god as a judgment mm. fragmented the people s- right. and scattered them turned them against probably turning them against each, each other, other. and yep. and that's exactly what you have so essentially yes solomon builds uh, in summary i guess of the life of solomon yes he does build a temple that's great god gives in this but what went wrong essentially he, he builds a Tower of Babel, yes. you know, in, in, in essence. Yeah. And as, as a result, you get fragmentation. Yeah. Things fall apart. Yeah. It's such a powerful... It prophetic is. message,
1: and and it seems like such a little compromise. As you read through it, you kind of go, "Oh, what's the big deal about that?" And then it, you go back and you see yeah. specifically why that's a big deal. That's right. Know? And again, God is a God of the details. Yeah, you know, as we saw in the even the dimensions and how to yeah. build the temple. It's yeah, it's not just getting the thing done. It's not the yeah. goal. It's actually the way. Exactly. Done, yeah. You know?
0: Exactly. So.
1: So that's the life
0: of Solomon. Uh, mm. In the next uh, episode, Stu will, uh, you know, will look at the sort of trajectory and the patterns uh, that follow from that. Uh, that, that. follow from this. It's an amazing the, the you know, the patterns and the story in the Book of Kings is mm. is amazing. I think a lot of people get a little lost here. Yes, but what we'll try to do is, you know, in our. Characteristic big picture way, we'll try to uh, sort of guide people uh, yeah. through that. And of
1: course, in the next the episode, pattern. we're jumping to the New Testament. We're going. To, oh, we
0: are too. We're yes. jumping that's to right. Romans. Sorry, first, yes. And then we're going to come yes. back to this and right. the Syntax story. That's right. The Thrive again.
1: schedule we do because uh, we do two Old, Old Testament
0: editions in yes. terms of the, uh, the, the the Thrive booklets mm-hmm. uh, and to, to every one uh, New Testament one. Mm-hmm.
1: I think, yeah. I think it'd be good before we wrap up, just Solomon reflects on his life towards yeah, the end of the Yeah, he does. Days. Yeah, that's right. And, and he sort of speaks to the fact that all of that that he yeah, was that's right. chasing yeah. actually amounted to That's nothing. right.
0: So the book of Ecclesiastes yeah. is either written by Solomon or someone, because it's very literary in, in form. Mm. Um, it's either written by Solomon or someone who is almost taking uh, on the character of a Solomonic figure. Reflecting on that, you yes. know, and it gives the sort of therefore uh, I think it reflects the fact that Solomon kind of realized yes. in the, it, it, one way or another I think realized you know where he had he was a man with wisdom he, yes. I think he he would have uh, i don 't think it matters because so, there 's a big debate out, out whether about whether Ecclesiastes is actually written by Solomon. Or, or about yeah or in that wisdom tradition mm. because mm. because remember in a sense Solomon founds this this literary right tradition yeah uh, this almost guild of, of, of writers. wisdom yep. writers okay yep. so it's someone it's either Solomon or someone within that yes okay that inherits the lessons of yes. that period yes uh, and 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 writes about that uh, and so we get the uh, we get the reflections of that. And, and I think, you know, the, the, the classic thing is, you know, vanity, vanity, yes. meaningless, meaningless. Yes. It was all a chasing after the wind. Uh, there, there, so much of Solomon's effort was just futile because yes. it all crumbled in That's the end. Right. It was lost. Yeah. The The great thing that he created just dissolved in the end. And only what God did in the midst of it. Only that remains. survived. And, mm-hmm.
1: and, and Solomon wrote that in the Psalms, you know, unless the Lord builds the house, yeah, exactly. labor exactly. vain. So, you know, he recognized that uh, there. Yeah. And I guess it asks the question of us, what are we living for? You know, yeah, are that's we living right. for our own yeah. kind of purposes, which are going to fade nothing? Or are we living for yeah. God's purpose?
0: That's right. Yeah. So you think, you know, you, when you look at what remains... Mm. after all is said and done in Solomon's reign mm. what remains is exactly what God had promised yes. to David I will give you a son always on the throne will establish your dynasty uh, even though he tears uh, ten, 10 tribes, tribes away, away you know he says for the sake of my servant David I'm, I'm gonna p- he's going to yeah he's yep. going to uh, he's going to hold on to uh, the throne mm. uh, so he's not going to lose it completely mm. um and you know and so you get you get exactly what God promised mm. uh, in the end, and it's all that's all that's left, all of the political stuff, the tower, in a sense dissolves, the temple remains, yes, the purposes of God remain, yes. Everything that God said would happen continues to happen. That in the end is the only thing that matters, and that in the end is the only thing left. Thanks for listening to this episode of Thrive Deeper. Our home on the internet is thrivetoday.tv You can contact and see all our resources and much more at our website thrivetoday.tv We really appreciate the questions and thoughts about what you're reading as we go through the Bible with Thrive. Until next time, our prayer is that these inspire you to go deeper and thrive.